You're listening to the Late Night Playset Podcast. Late Night Playset is brought to you by Los Angelo Living. Hey, Jay Ryan. Hey, Nicole. Here you go again. I'm bringing you into my new listing. Another one. Come check it out. Look at this pool. Look at this yard. 24,000 square foot flat lot. Four bedroom, three and a half bath. Single story ranch, mid-century in the heart of Encino in the hills. So come check it out. We're selling houses over here, guys. Thanks for taking this uh, tour of 4000 Sapphire. We're so excited to show it to you. So give us a call, DM, text, email, whatever it is you want to do to give us uh, a shout so we can show you this on a private COVID tour. Take care. Tori in here. Do this upright. There we are. Welcome back so, to Jake. Late Night Playset. It's Tuesdays with Tori, as we do every Tuesday here in the Playset. And tonight is uh, July 28th, 2020. My name is Jay Ryan. And right over here next to me is Mr. Tori Alonzo. What's up, brother? Magic of technology. What's going on, man? Good to be here. Oh, it's great to be here. This, uh, this is the first time today I'm not staring at my phone, and I was doing it until seconds ago, so I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be with you. I'm very happy to be with you at home here in the play set, um, and I'm just happy to be off my phone. So I'm going to put that far, far away. Hopefully, we won't need it this episode. <laughs> right. It's a nice break. I what's uh, What's kinda... shaking, brother? What's shaking? How's your day? How's your week been? All the Good, stuff. man. Kind of low-key and chill. Been working, been working on the uh, 906 video that we're that we're trying to get done. So we're, I've been working with a friend of mine, Bob Hogue, who's doing the music. He's actually doing like an original score for me on it. This is and, one um, of your, uh, this is one of your heritage films that you work on too though. Right. So what is this one that we're talking about specifically? So this one's going to be kind of a, it's kind of like a petrolicious style video of the 906. And, um, it's, it's going to be accompanying the 906, um, on display. Like Ray's going to have it. Ray Shaver's going to have it on a little, um, monitor, 
because there's there's so many things with this car. While it's down about. at Porsche. While it's at, yeah, while Atlanta. it's on display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be on this little monitor, and um, it, it's basically getting into all the details of the car that he doesn't really have the wall space or whatever to to you know provide for that. So what's it um, called? And I've wanted, I've wanted. What's that? What's the what's the piece called? Doesn't it have it. So the video is called Old Soul. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be cool. Like I'm, I'm excited about the direction it's going. Um, I don't want to give too much away cause I want to be able to show it, you know, once it's all done or whatever, but, um, it, it's all the footage that we shot at the raceway back in June. And then, um, we shot some stuff around my, where I live on, on some rural roads. And, and it's a, a buddy of mine, Matthew Little, who's a photographer that's helping me out with this. It was actually his idea originally. He was like, look, you ever want to do like a really good video of the car? I'd love to help out, which was awesome because I don't know anyone that does like video stuff around here. So he got all these guys that do, you know, like really cool drone shots. And, you know, he had a hookup at the the Pittsburgh International Raceway that, you know, we were able to get the track basically private to ourselves that one day, which was oh, really that's really how nice. you were able to work that. Yeah. Nice. Matthew Little has connections there. I think he does a lot of stuff with um, with. uh other like car videos and stuff that, and he's trying to come like this other company that he's working with is, is kind of trying to up their game as far as videos and stuff. So maybe they're going to get into that realm, which would be really cool. So, um, so that's what we did. Um, and, and now we're into the part. So the, the basic edit of the film is done. The video is all done. And, um, my friend, Bob Hogue, who is, he's a, a music producer. He does, he records bands in Phoenix. He's, He's a pretty big deal in Phoenix. He's like a local kind of indie rock kind of guy. Um, okay. And he was in a band originally as well um, that, that was pretty popular in uh, in Pittsburgh. And then they moved out to Phoenix. And I think they did some stuff out there as well. Well, now he has this studio and he records bands and does music and stuff. And he was like, please tell me you're not going to just put catalog and music in this thing. He was like. Production music. Cause I, yeah. Because I've shown him like clips and he's like, man, this is like worthy of like a real score. I was like, I'd love to put a real score in it, but I can't afford to pay anybody for that. You know, I mean, this is just something we're, you know, kind of doing just for the heck of it. And he's like, I'll do it if you just let me. He was like, I'll, I'll put together a score. So literally the last week we've been working on this score together. And it's, I mean, I knew he was talented, but but watching him work on this has been insane because it's like, I will tell him, he'll be like, okay, for the, we broke the film up into like four or five different sections. And he was like, okay, tell me what you're trying to convey here, you know? And, and I was like, well, I'd like it to be like kind of triumphant, but you know, but like a little nostalgic and then like, boom, like, you know, we would go back and forth. And then like, by the end of the day, he's got this section completely done. And it's like everything that we were trying to convey. It's insane. Oh, like, I, man, that's so it, cool. People who can communicate in different mediums like that is so awesome to me. It's really cool. And like, he and I are definitely like, like I knew the, I knew the, I knew what I was trying to convey with the film and he knew what needed to be conveyed with the music. So we matched up really well there because he would, he would kind of quiz me on what I thought the mood that we were, you know, going for, for this section was, and it, it always matched what he said too. So like we both were totally simpatico with this thing, which was awesome. You were riding the emotions of the thing. Yeah. And it, dude, it's a roller coaster. Let me tell you, like, it's really good. Like, oh, I think man. you'll really enjoy it. I'm excited about it. So I, I'm I can't wait to see it. It'll be done. It's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. So, um, what's the, what's a, like, what's the runtime about? Is it like eight three minutes? minutes with the credits Beautiful. Like, with the credits? It's eight minutes. Yeah. Sweet. I wanted it to be like a little shorter than that, but there was just, we had cut it way down and, and I, I felt like 
cutting anything else out would kind of ruin some of the transitions that we had because the way I've edited this thing, it's it it's kind of seamless. Like it, you you go on this ride with the car and and you know the history and and why I connected with it and so it it really worked out. So we really couldn't cut anything oh, else man. out. So I can't eight wait. minutes. Yeah, the music's amazing though. I can't wait for everyone to hear the music. It's really cool. So it'll be a fun ride. Well, I have seen uh, still photography from this shoot, from the same shoot they got the video from, um, or one of those days anyway, the racetrack days I'm specifically talking about. The still photography is just, it, it it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, but it, it almost looks like period photography because you're in, I don't want to give stuff away either, but like you sell the whole, you sell the whole picture. And uh, uh, I can't wait to have moving imagery along with a soundtrack to. Uh, to you're go gonna with those dig photos. it. I, if you like the really period excited. stuff, you're you're gonna dig it. It'll be cool. <laughs> and it's yeah. cool because like, what you know, even like our video aside, it's funny. Like I'm starting to see all these other videos that are kind of that style of petrolicious stuff. Like there's one that um. What do you mean when you say that? Steel. Because I, it's almost not fair to just always refer to the petrolicious video. What do you mean when you say that? Well, they just kind of set the bar as far as like beautiful car videos i feel like you know okay. like that that bar was really high with them i mean they, see they for me really... i go back to top gear before that and then i would say oh petrolicious started doing these little vignettes that almost look like a segment from top gear in the old well, days definitely but i mean you're talking you know tv production budget versus you know the yeah. everyman internet budget or whatever and like people are really starting to step up their game so like there's one that um that that russ had done with fiber steel of his 550 spider Mm-hmm. that's beautiful if you haven't seen it it's really really good just put in like fiber steel 550 on youtube and it should come up but it's a really it's a really pretty film like they show him in the canyons and kind of how he got started of course it was volkswagens like most porsche guys and it's a really good video if you haven't seen it yet so um check that out but it's cool to see all these other people kind of stepping up their game and and making these beautiful films but i'll tell you yeah. what this has really shown me how much effort goes into a really really good video because i mean the we've spent probably a week alone just on the music i mean it's been it's been a lot <laughs> yeah and you've and you've been <laughs> eight you minutes. Sh- and you sh- had multiple days of shooting over multiple weeks uh just yeah. capturing for the film yeah it's been a lot but i think i hope i hope everyone connects with it when they see it i mean i think it'll be really cool so i mean i could um, i could go on and on about it but it's this this is something i just want to this is totally inappropriate for in the middle of your story but i just want to say a shout out to mr michael dolphin who's a huge porsche guy here in the los angeles community uh if you have a porsche out here you know him already anyway he lost his mom last week we just found out about it today i sent him a text oh. earlier he responded now love to you mike dolphin gosh darn it we That's knew mom was going she was 92 we knew she was ill for a long time but just Doesn't so make sorry, it brother. We love you. We love you. We yeah. love you. Good vibes all around. He said, love yeah. to you both. You read it the same. Thanks for the note. Ugh, good guy. Aww. Such a good guy. Sorry about that. No, all good, man. But all it was por- it was, was Porsche related, so, you know, I had to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, um, I was pretty much done talking about the video anyway. Um, I mean, hopefully by the end of the week, we'll have something. Um, some people at Haggerty have kind of taking an interest into what we're putting together. So we'll see what happens there. And then, I, um, based on what I know about the project, I feel like Haggerty would be a really good uh, oof, sponsor. They'd fit. be a good partner for this uh, release. Yeah, perfect fit. I mean, the message that I kind of send in a couple of the segments is exactly what they're going for. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool. And then I, I, I think I told you I got accepted to this Peterson virtual concours. Yes, um, and which it's, is cool. It's funny because I told you one day your shit's going to be out here. No, it's virtually, of course. First, virtually it is. What ha- yeah, what, what but, happens? How does it how does it all work? 
so I don't really know. So, um, so the deadline was like a month ago or something. And, and this was the first year I think they've had a TV and film car category. So I was like, Oh, that's perfect. Like, let me see. Cause I mean, I don't really know what other category it would fit in. It has to be a film, a film or TV car kind right. of thing. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, what have I got to lose? I might as well do it. You know, cars, cars about done. Um, so I submitted for it just with a still photo and then they got back to me and they're like, okay, they're like, we're reviewing everything. If you make it to the next round, we just ask that you submit like a 90 second video on it. I was like, okay, cool. So, um, a week later I got the acceptance letter and then they're like, you know, we, we need a 90 second video. I guess they're probably going to show them like on the internet or whatever during each class, I would assume. And then the judges just vote based on the video or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. I was like, we've got all this footage. That's great. But um, what they wanted was like, you know, basically walking around the car and pointing out certain features. They on want the car. to review your own car, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and we didn't do that at all. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was able to like Carl, the guy who's doing the, you know, the editing and stuff with me. Um, I was like, look, this is what we need. I was like, just stitch something together. It doesn't have to be great. We'll put catalog music in it for that. I don't really care. I was like, but, you know, there's some pretty racing shots. I was like, let's at least get those in there or whatever. So, I mean it's it's really amateur looking video just because it's like there's no sense of like story or anything with it but it's what they asked for just beauty shots so yeah so i sent that to them and they were like blown away you know they loved it and i was like well i was like you really should see the full film when it's done and they're like please send it to us as soon as it's done like we'd love to see the whole film i was like well it's eight minutes so (laughs) you're not gonna be able to play that but you'll know how it was so hard for us to cut together 90 seconds you know when you see the whole eight minutes. Cause I mean, we, I storyboarded this thing essentially because I wanted to, you know, I wanted certain shots to yeah. mimic certain other things. So I, I already you'll, know you'll where know. you're going. You I know what love I love mean. it. Yeah. I love, yes, but I'm, that's why I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited yeah, for I'm everybody excited. else to see it. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, it's, you know, everyone always asks on Instagram, like anytime I'll post a photo of the car or something, I get the same questions, a million same questions or whatever. So it'd be nice to be able to just send people to this video and be like, here's everything on the car. Like, go check it out. You'll, you'll dig it. So yeah, yeah. it'll be cool. I'm excited. Gosh, you know, um, do you remember the dates of when that's going to be in, uh, 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 Porsche at Porsche in uh, Atlanta? Because I'm thinking that Ray might be a nice know, segue into our next segment here. <laughs> Ray would know exactly. I don't know. The car's getting picked Who up. Who would? Any day Who now. should we ask? Let's ask Ray Schaefer. If oh, around. what a great segue. <laughs> Let us spin the camera around over here and see what we can do to check in with our good friend, Mr. Ray Schaefer. Are you there, Ray? Hey. Is he there? His thing's frozen. <laughs> he might. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> nice face. No, that's Ray's this, from the Ming Dynasty. There is Ray Schaefer and his fifty-nine <laughs> representing Brumos. Hello, Ray. Look at Ray repping the Monaco poster in the back. Look at you, man. Oh, we can't hear you. Can we hear you, Ray? Oh, I can't Ray got hear no him at sound. all. Oh, it might be me. Maybe it's me. Oh, no, it's not me. You're muted. You're unmuted. <laughs> oh no. No sound, Ray. I can't hear you, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. (laughs) That doesn't work. We can't hear you, Ray. Can you hear us? Give us a thumbs up. He's got a thing. Yeah, all right. Ray can hear us. We can't hear Ray. Ray, can you uh, leave the room and come back in, maybe? (laughs) Try that. If you can hear us, Ray, just... Go out of the room and then come back in. Maybe the audio's he, uh, weird. He, che- he checked out. He checked out. 
And, All right, cool. uh, and we'll see if he checks back in here. That was a beautiful vase. All right. Now, how about this? No, we oh, can't no. hear you now. Oh, wait. There you are. <laughs> Is he Is there? That... Oh, no. That was Tori saying, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that was me. Oh, no. <laughs> what a funny thing. Ray, do you by any chance have anything muted on your side? Because there, I have an option to mute you on my side, and it's not muted. And I can mute you just to double check. And then I'll unmute you. No. I think maybe battery's in his microphone. Wow, it's awfully clear. It was crystal clear. What a Aww. nice feed we had with him. <laughs> Dang it. Well, I have a feeling he may, uh, he may, he may get that going because we spent so much time on his shot earlier. It would be a real shame to, uh, to not have it work out. It looks out lovely. Now. It looks lovely. <laughs> and he would know when my car is like going to be on display. I honestly don't even know. I have he, no idea when that exhibit opens. So. He mentioned it last time. I think he was was. He said he was. The end of August. It's coming up, isn't it? I think it's coming up. I think it's. I think it's earlier than than the end of August. Actually, it may be like. I, I think the car. I think he said they're staging August eighth, if I'm not mistaken. What so, a what a great time, Tori! Look behind yeah. you. They're knocking on your door right now. <laughs> <laughs> the reliable truck is. They're out at the barn. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's so Aww. funny. Yeah. Well, well hopefully, I, I have a feeling he may, he may put it back together here. Um, okay, can cool. I talk to you real quick about Pinstripe Chris, who was here? Um, on Thursday, dude, that guy is wicked talented. So you, you saw that episode. Instagram okay. live thing last night? Oh yeah, I yeah, that. I did. I saw it this morning. I didn't watch it last night. Um, all right, I wanted to talk about that guy, and isn't that guy right up our alley? The way he does things and everything else, he totally is. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Herbie uh, picture he did? Yeah, yeah. I actually commented on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, god! And cool. did you hear who it was for? It was for some kid that his wife uh, takes care of. Wow, that's isn't amazing. that amazing? It wasn't even so. A, you want to know something crazy? So I was talking to my friend Bill, who has the other nine hundred six that you met at the Malibu Kitchen. Yes, and and he knows Chris because Chris did one of those Sharpie art things on one of his friend's vans. He's like, oh, I know Pinstripe Chris. He was You're like, he does me. a lot of yeah. He does renderings for this guy that builds like these really really like high dollar custom cars in the valley. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Can we hear you, Ray? Ray. Can you hear me now? Yeah! Yes! yes success! <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of the reboot. That's awesome, dude. All about the reboot. We're Look back. at us all lined up here. All right. That's contestant awesome. number one, I would like to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor Sorry about that. You know, despite, despite all the problem with the sound, I actually, um, I actually could hear what you guys were talking about. And is it any surprise that uh, Tori's got all this going on. I mean, you, you've seen his Bug documentary, right? Yes, it's one of my all-time favorites. Is it just called Bug? The People's Car it's Bug? It's called the Bug, Li- Life and Times of the People's Car. That's yeah. it. It's yeah. actually one of my favorite car documentaries, period. Aww. Well, thank you. I wish I could take credit for it. Like, I was just a small part of it. But, yeah, <laughs> we, we worked hard on that thing. It was fun. It was a good film. It was a good film. And so I'm not surprised to hear about all the detail issues that you're working through on the 906 piece because i know that that's uh, you should be making films oh thanks ray i tell you what man I, i'm so ocd i don't know if i have <laughs> i i would never get them done in time like if there was any sort of a time frame i would just be so like focused on the minutiae of this or that or whatever else. i mean there's there's things that are already going to bug me about this 906 movie that like they're too late to fix at this point so it's like i don't know i mean i know 
you know, they, you, you hear filmmakers talk about like, at some point you just have to like throw it out to the world and it's done, That's right. you know, but like, I don't know, my OCD can't handle that. <laughs> like, Hit the send button. Yeah, I know. I know. I, but I think it'll pay, it'll play really well in the heritage gallery because there's going to be so many details that like, you just didn't have the room to put up, you know, or the wall space for. So like yeah, people will actually be able to park in front of the car and then like watch it in action, get the details on it, find out the history about it. I think they'll really dig that. So I'm excited yeah. that thank you for it. thank you for doing all that. I appreciate that very much. Is it's nice when you have your friends that uh, that you know make movies and, and do have friends that can score them for them and everything. I mean that's uh, it's that's great. Really cool. Yeah, we you know what it takes a village and we've had a really really good one working on this. It's been really nice. Everybody's kind of you know um, connected with the film and they they're kind of inserting their you know their expertise into it so it's it's been great it's been a really really fun process it's it's funny ray when when tori was telling that part earlier all that came to mind of course when he was talking about oh hey we should do of course it needs a nice score oh maybe i'll do it for you what came to mind of course immediately was you and cam and uh, fresh brood and air cool and of course mr john oates who did your right. theme song in a similar type of uh, situation there yeah. uh ray bringing True. it over to you can can we talk about uh, some of the stuff you've got going on maybe I know there's another episode of Fresh Brood and Air Cooled coming up. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, you want to start with yeah. how your day was? We, we can pick it up wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's the day. The days are interesting because, uh, you know, working from the home office. So um, so breakfast, lunch and dinner. The views kind of the same. Uh, although I did I did run out um, yesterday. I had had enough of the peanut butter and banana sandwiches that I've been making, you know, here in the here in the home office cafeteria. Because I'm not really a cook, and if you remember the the casino we had at uh, the PEC Atlanta, they 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 have a pretty good food option there, a couple of good food options, and so I'm not used to this. So I decided that I was going to phone in an order for five guys and get something a little bit out of the unusual, uh, out of the ordinary for me. And uh, I, you know, it was interesting when I went in to pick it up. You you do everything on your phone, you pay for it, and then all you have to do is is go in there and grab it and leave. And when I showed up there, uh, they have all the tables and chairs taken out. And what? there's just, yeah, because all you can do is pick it up. So oh, they have wow. all the tables and chairs taken out, but they have these dots on the ground that show everybody where to stand. Mm -hmm. And so you walk in and you you shout your name. And if, you're, if your order's ready, they just hand you the bag and you leave. Oh my and gosh. if it's not ready, you have to stand there and wait for them to hand you the bag. And as I was going through this, it, it started to come into my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your friend who wrote that special episode right of uh seinfeld back in the 90s of the uh of the oh, guy are you talking about spike ferriston <laughs> of course am. yeah I yeah am. yeah well it's we funny to, you know we, oh go ahead i said we used to talk we used to talk about um we had a lot of seinfeld fans at brumos in the showroom and so we would always whenever a situation would be similar to what was on the show we would always reference it and we basically we knew every episode inside and out because we were watching it uh, over and over and over again. And so it just went through my mind when I went to pick up my lunch yesterday that I'm in that episode. It's pretty funny. Awesome. We, um, you know, we're up at Malibu Kitchen all the time, which for anybody who doesn't know is <laughs> I mean, there was a guy in New York who sold soup, but <laughs> the guy is sort of based on Bill, of course, which most people probably could put together. Um, uh, we joke about it every Sunday when we're over there about how like 
secretly, <laughs> Bill has been nicer than ever. So this is nothing. Again, but he does have a reputation. And then <laughs> secretly, this must be like perfect for him because it's the same thing. There's the dots on the floor. Everybody has to follow the rules. No exceptions. No substitutions on the uh, how the burrito is. You want the breakfast sandwich or you want the burrito. That's it. If you want one, order it. Go wait outside. It's really, really interesting because um, he would have preferred it, I think, if we had all adhered to that stuff anyway. And then now we really get to kind of crack the whip. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's funny. I think he's really happier because of it. <laughs> I think he's genuinely happier. <laughs> well, I was, happy. I was happy to get something other than a peanut butter banana sandwich for lunch. So it was pretty good. <laughs> you and Elvis. I bet. <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. I love Five Guys. Five Guys is really good. It's funny. All my friends in California that love In-N-Out flip out over well no they flip out over five guys like for them they want what they can't have like is there not a lot of five guys out in california uh there i don't know there are a few out here all i know is uh i was actually living back east when they came out and uh they Mm -hmm. started taking over all of my favorite like diners like the old-fashioned like greek diners like Uh, a bacon egg and cheese diner or if you want a pastrami Mm -hmm. sandwich diner uh, mm-hmm. so I didn't particularly care for them. And then, uh, somebody said, oh no, it's like the best burger in the world. And I can't remember how, whatever I ended up t- somehow like just tasting one, or maybe we had it one time or whatever. And it was pretty, it was pretty yeah. exceptional. It was pretty damn good. And I don't really get yeah. it. Cause it's just a hamburger. Like I didn't get anything special on it. It wasn't, I don't really like that. I like to just give me the bare bones. I don't know. Good meat, good seasoning. I don't know what it was. Good grill, good griddle. I don't know. I off- yeah. I really liked it and I don't care for in and out. So I would happily have five guys. Yeah, the fries are ridiculous too. I love the fries there because they like double fry them. They'll like put them in and then they take them out. And then like whenever you order, then they put them back in again, I think the second time. And then of course, if you order a small, you end up with an extra large because they put like two extra scoops in. So I learned that right off the bat. Just order a small fry. Do either either way. (laughs) Do either of you like the In-N-Out fries? I've never been a fan myself. I'm just curious. They're just kind of meh. I mean. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I know no, there's I people who absolutely fries. love them, but not it. No. I mean, let's be honest. The, the French fry is just a delivery vehicle for the ketchup. So. Right. Okay. So you're <laughs> a ketchup guy. I'm I a like mayo ranch. guy. I'm, I got that Are Canadian you? in me somehow. Yeah. Isn't that disgusting? Oh, that's Can you funny. think of anything more disgusting than putting your fried potato in, into more fried egg sauce? <laughs> that's hilarious. No, I was, I'm a ranch guy. I like to dip my fries in ranch. That oh, was, I, that might be my... worse than mayo. It might be, yeah. That was Good that's a bad you. habit I picked up in Texas. Yeah, it's just never left. I used to know people who would dip their pizza in ranch. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, that's like a slice thing. of pizza. Yeah. yeah, that also is disgustingly good. <laughs> yeah, it's anything with ranch is good. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness! Uh, All right, Ray Schaefer, fresh brewed and air cooled. Back to you. Uh, we've got a new episode coming up soon, right? Can you tell us this about weekend. it? weekend. Yeah, this weekend we're excited. We talked with. Uh, with Brian Redman. And this Saturday, we're going to release that conversation. And it's spectacular. Brian is a wonderful storyteller. We wanted to focus specifically on the 50th anniversary of the 1970 Targa Florio win. A lot of people know this year as as the 50th anniversary of the 917, the first overall 24-hour victory for Porsche uh, at Le Mans. And in the 917, of course, but, you know, at the same time, and Tori, I know you probably are in, into all this as well, but when Porsche was developing and building this 917 model and the variations that they had of it, different racetracks, they also built the 9083, mm-hmm. which basically was just built for a handful of, well, basically two tracks. 
the Nürburgring and the Targa Florio. The only reason why they built that car. And it entered, it entered four times and it won three. And I mean, it's, it's a heck of a record for a car, but uh, it's just an amazing machine. And the people that drove it even more amazing. So back in, back in May, when the 50th anniversary weekend was actually on, I think Cam and I talked about it on a live stream. And we just had such an amazing time doing the research on the Targa Florio and what an amazing event, how insane the event really was. I mean, it's one of those, the oldest uh, races in the world dating back in, I want to say it's like 19, 19, um, 1906 or 1907, if I remember correctly. So it's, it's wow. older than the Indy 500 and uh, the Le Mans 24 hour. Uh, so it's, it's, but it's very similar to, uh, to the Monaco Grand Prix. When you look at, when you look at that today, and you see a modern F1 car going around that circuit, you think that's crazy. How, whoever came up with this idea, you go all the way back to the beginning and you realize, well, you know, the cars weren't that fast back when they decided to have that event. There's just all this tradition. Well, the same thing happened with the Targa Florio. So by the time you get to the early 1970s and you have these purpose-built prototypes running along these country roads, which are normally for donkey carts and, and people going to work in the fields and, and what have you. I mean, there are obviously roads where, where some cars were, were traveling on and what have you, but you're racing prototypes around them. It's like, um, it was basically like group B rally racing was in the eighties. It's what you had with the Targa Florio in the seventies. Wow. That's insane. That that's is really so cool. cool. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, that, that's all near and dear to my heart for sure. Like that stuff. And, and I delve into that in a little video that I get into too. So you'll cool. dig that. Yeah. But yeah, those guys were just, that was insane. Just an, they were gladiators. They really were. They really were. And yeah, it's, it's a shame. A you know, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that, no. Oh, I was going to say, it's a shame that, you know, um, <clears throat> back in those days when those guys were racing, you know, if there, I'm sure there is footage or photographs and everything, but you know, the, what wouldn't have been possible is like an in-camera shot, uh, an in-car shot where like you could see what those guys had to go through in that car to do that stuff back then. Because it's nuts yeah. when you watch, you know, the guys nowadays with all the little in-car cams and, you know, they've got all sorts of buttons and they're, they're changing suspension settings and aero settings and everything, you know, all live while they're racing and everything. Mm -hmm. And I think of, oh, that's just absolutely amazing. But think about the physical manual work they were doing, pulling levers and doing different things back in the old days. Is there any way to, to know what that was like? Does anybody, is there a documentary? Is there footage? Is there anything you know, there's, there is some in-car footage that was from the practice, uh, I think it was from 1970, when uh, Brian Redman was in a 914.6. And it was just a streetcar that they were running to learn the, learn the circuit. And he actually talks a little bit about this the first time uh, going there and going around the track, you know, during the weekday. It's not really, a, again, it's not a track, it's, it's public roads. And imagine driving down from Stuttgart, you get, you get down and you're down now in Italy and you're at the circuit, which is about 45 miles, I think at this point, uh, the circuit that they had set up, but it's all, it's all connected public roads. So you show up, you, you know, you, you don't know the track you want to, you want to try and learn it so that when you get there to the weekend and to the actual event and it's time to run, you have an idea of which way it goes. And, and he talks about, he says, you never really learn the track you just kind of know where there's some trouble areas basically and you hope you remember them but uh wow you show there's no <laughs> gps there's no there's no way to know that you're going around the right track you're asking 
villagers and people on the side of the road, which way does the track go? Holy and then you know, trying to learn it that way. Yeah. But if you go on YouTube, I think you might find a little bit of that nine fourteen six with Brian Redman. If you just put that in target Florio, sure. Brian Redman. Sure. Pedal shots are always my favorite. Like when you see the footwork that goes into keeping that thing on the road and just, you know, the, the minute inputs that they would, you know, Oh, it's just amazing. Just, oh. I, I, I can just watch just the pedal shots for a race. It's, it's crazy. So you're it's the same way you get it. Like you want to see how they're doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a ballet almost, you know, when you watch them do that, it's, it's insane. There's a really interesting piece when you, when you watch the conversation, I, um, I was really curious about Brian's thought process of going through a lap. You know, how do you work that through as a driver? Do you talk yourself through each corner? How do you do that? Every driver has different. Oh, oh. well, he, he froze as a droid this time. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Oh, there yeah. he is. And he's back. You're back. <laughs> okay. Brain freeze. All good, man. You got to stop eating those Slurpees while we're doing the show. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how much of that you've heard, but basically it's a, it's a fascinating conversation. If, if you can be on um, Instagram uh, live with Road Scholars at 11 a.m. on Saturday here on the East Coast time, then uh, Cam and I will introduce that uh, and then we'll have the full conversation available to watch. So make yourself a fresh brewed cup of coffee and join us that's awesome that. i cannot wait man i i gotta tell you like last weekend i was a little bummed when you were like no nah, we're gonna you know we're skipping a weekend you know we're working on this other one right now i was like oh what am i gonna drink my coffee to now like i find <laughs> some on youtube to watch now that's gonna reruns tie me over exactly but um no cool that'll be awesome man that'll be really ray can cool. you give a Looking shout out about that that mug you just held up too yeah this is my new this is my new brumos mug that michael allen ross was kind enough you know, Michael Allen Ross, if you read Porsche Panorama Triple Zero, you've probably seen his work. His uh, photography is fast, is fabulous. And his Instagram account, he, he's got a mug collection that he posts every morning on his uh, Instagram stories, his morning mug. And they're, they're all these Porsche style uh, mugs and they're just, they're fabulous. And of course he makes the right, he's not using a Keurig machine. He's, um, he's doing the proper blend. That's awesome. That's really cool. But he sent that to you just the other day, and you've been using it on fresh brewed air cooled. Yeah, that's it. This is the actual one from the show. Ah, very nice, authentic. We have one on here. That's awesome. (laughs) And a coaster to protect the wood because Ray does respect chairs and wood of all sorts. (laughs) You heard that right there. Oh, Ray, I'm 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 about to one up you, son. Look at this. Look at look at what we got here. Oh man! Oh, is that a is that a Fuchs? It is a. Porsche Classic. Classic, son. What you know about that? I got you beat. (laughs) That's how I roll. Um, Ray, there was something else that we wanted to talk to you about before you leave, and it had to do with uh, a live stream coming up. You want to talk about that? Yeah, another really cool opportunity. We'll be heading into the Porsche Experience Center Atlanta tomorrow night. We had an invitation from the Porsche Club Chile to do a live stream walkthrough of the entire facility. So I get to start in the Heritage Gallery and talk about the exhibits that we have there now. And uh, then we'll do the tour of the entire facility. So yeah, I actually get a chance to go back in to one Porsche drive tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. Uh, uh, maybe maybe if I'm lucky, I'll actually get to eat dinner there. Nice. <laughs> how, how long has it been since you've actually been there on premises? 
I've been back a couple of times for some filming we've done in the Heritage Gallery. Oh. Uh, so one here, one there, maybe maybe once a month uh, since since March. Uh, we since we got out in March and then I went back in probably in uh, May, May or June, and wow. then once a month. Wow, That's crazy! Hey, Ray, can you tell us when the exhibit changeover is? Uh, Jay asked me, and I actually don't even know. Yeah, actually, it'll open to the public uh, for those who have an appointment to the PEC Atlanta for a drive experience. Uh, we'll have a chance to go in and see uh, starting on August 11th. It's Tuesday, August 11th, and okay, that'll cool. run through early to mid January 2021. Cool, great, awesome, man. Yeah, that's going to be really and fun. It is. I know there's fun. a lot we'll, of other. We'll, we'll, there's a lot of surprises too, right? There are, and we'll do. We'll do. I think we'll need to go in and do a walk around for you guys, so that we have a uh, backstage pass for you, since since it's not easy to get on a plane right now and come and, and walk in. Um, and of course, there's a very special stunt double that's going to be in there that we need to show off. Uh, I know who you're talking. Uh, what? Uh, who? I know what you're referring to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to share it finally because it's. Thank you know, I always feel. I always feel guilty having a car that's kind of like iconic like that. Or like when I owned Herbie, you know, it's like I, I was felt guilty about not getting out enough and like showing people. I'm sure you can relate to that, Jay, with the time machine DeLorean that you used to have. And Nope. You know. We were always out plenty. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I did that enough. <laughs> we were never not out. Well, car I mean, was never in, in LA too, so it's a lot easier. You get a lot of easier gigs. But I mean, for me being in Western PA in the middle of nowhere, like, you know, it's harder to get the car where people want to see it, you know? So it, I'm happy to share it in Atlanta 100%. where people can check it out. That'll be cool. I'm excited. The timing on that was uncanny. So yeah, perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's cool. a neat behind the scenes that people can really see the trouble that a movie studio goes through to make an authentic looking movie. And I mean, the, the storyline, all the history that we have on how your car was built uh, in order to get that proper effect, people need to see that up close. We have other cars. And when I can talk more about the ones that are in there, there's some other sort of movie magic in there as well. And so it just goes to show you that it's not just the makeup for the actors or the costumes for the actors. It also applies to the uh, to the cars that are in the movie as well. So there's there's a lot there's a story to tell there that we're looking forward to sharing. Amen. Standing, love it, love it, Ray Shaver. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate I'm, you doing this. I'm glad we got the technical difficulties out of the way. It's funny nobody else knows is we set up that shot for like 20 minutes earlier. Audio was never a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's always how it goes. That's how it is. That's how it is. Well, it looks fantastic, Ray. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. You guys are great. Keep having fun and uh, sharing the Porsche passion. And I look forward to talking with you guys again real soon. Thank Sounds you, Ray Shaver. And we'll see you on Saturday on Fresh Brood and Air Cooled on Instagram at 8 and 11, depending look on your coast. Awesome. <laughs> Have a great night, Ray. Take care, guys. Bye, Ray. Bye. Uh, good stuff. Aww. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad we got that worked out. Me too. I just love that guy. I just love that guy. Listen to me. <laughs> uh, all right, what's next? Got that out of so the what way. What rabbit holes that. have you been down lately, Jay? <sighs> That's right. I went uh, back and watched that Mr. Bean clip, by the way. What's that? I went back and watched that Mr. Bean clip that you were talking about. <laughs> so did It's actually I. pretty funny. I I hadn't you know seen what? that movie in years, dude. Me, and I me went neither. back and watched it. I was like, that's pretty good. He dude, he's such like a physical comedy guy. Like he's yeah. 
He's Rowan Atkinson unreal. is amazing. All right, so a shout, for yeah. anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, we had uh, Pinstripe Chris on the show the other day, and he was talking about somehow he made a comment about blah, blah, blah. If, it, if you're not really that into a, a – it doesn't matter, but he, he – described like painting someone's grandmother and and having them hanging on the wall and having it be absolutely wrong. And all that came to my mind was this scene from a movie from the 90s, early 90s maybe, Mr. Bean with Rowan Atkinson and uh, and Peter McNichol, who, by the way, is the best part of that movie for me. He is just so mm-hmm. funny, the guy from Ally McBeal. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, and anyway, so that's what we're referring to. Chris, Pinstripe Chris, sent me a message afterwards. Like, by the way, you totally undersold Mr. Bean. <laughs> he was like, it wasn't oh. that bad at all. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, I actually went on YouTube and like had to go see that scene again. It was really funny. It's pretty good. Did you remember what I was, did you remember it from back then? I did. I didn't remember it as being funny back then as when I went and revisited it. Like the whole bit with the table where he's got like the thing covered up and it looks like a tablecloth. He's like <laughs> making the squeaky wheel. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Awful. No, it was good. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's really just a, a bunch of sketches, right? Like they just wrote a bunch of right. sketches for Mr. Bean and they just string them together in a script. Totally, oh. totally. All yeah, right. Well, thanks awesome. for telling me that. Um, my rabbit holes are surprisingly more embarrassing um, and I'm going to start out by saying I'm just not going to become a NASCAR fan, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's no. just start there. Okay. Um, but because of YouTube and my look at me twidgeting, I don't even want to. I don't even want to admit this. I'm I'm so embarrassed, and I don't know why. Are I we going to pull your Porsche card after this? <laughs> no, you may have to. Uh, no, but uh, the YouTube. You know, remember it got me on the Days of Thunder documentary, and then something yeah, else. Yeah, which Days was fantastic, Thunder. by the way. Totally enjoyed it. Also. Uh, yeah. But you go down that rabbit hole, and then one thing leads to another. And now the thing is recommending, um, you know, NASCAR stuff, like real NASCAR stuff, not the movie, like clips, highlights from real races and stuff. Oh, and wow. I'm not interested. I'm just not interested mm-hmm. in NASCAR. I don't like mm-hmm. NASCAR. I used to like NASCAR when I was a kid, when my dad had a Buick Regal mm-hmm. Grand National, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that's those are the kinds of cars. Like they were, it looked like my dad's car. Like Dale Earnhardt yeah, used to have a Wrangler. Like a car. Yeah, of course. When they yeah. were stock cars, you know. All right. Yeah, and the Luminos and all that stuff. Yeah. All the old stuff. Uh, that's when I liked it. And then Days of Thunder was kind of like, oh, look at these. They're the newer cars and kind of lost interest yeah. after that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So there's something called – I'm just going to jump right into it. There's something called Radioactive, okay? It's just called Radioactive. Okay. And it's okay. probably on – I don't know what the YouTube channel is. It's probably NASCAR on Fox or something like that. It probably is legitimately that. But if you okay. just uh, look up uh, radioactive and what it is is active radios. It's not has nothing to do with nuclear. So so basically right, – Oh, just, like the car-to-car communication he, or the pit-to-car communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what it is. Oh, it's, like, okay. it's like a whole three-hour NASCAR race in five minutes – because it's only the highlights, but instead uh-huh. of listening to the announcers and the whatever, the hug and the blah, 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 you're listening only to all of the drivers and pit crews and officials. It's only radio uh, audio. So Billy you're Bob watching like a highlight reel. Come on, Billy Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, but, but the yeah. thing is, it's, not, it's much better than what I'm describing. You couldn't do, I, I think, what, what I'm talking about live. It would have to be after because... It's all. It's not like only one team. It's everybody. Like you'll have the 18 car talking about the 43 car, and the 43 car oh, responding so like to the 18 car. Oh, so it's going on and stuff. 
bro. It's a whole story. They do it really like well. So that here, I've strategy and seen like 25 of these things because I went oh down God, one and I was like, stop. what the hell was that? I can't believe I like that. And then let it run into the next one. Jay Anytime it auto plays into them now, I like, oh, I haven't seen this one. Let's see what happened this race. Uh, I don't know. Darlington, 1996. I haven't seen this one. No, they're not that old. (laughs) Unfortunately, they're all the current race. Not fortunately or unfortunately. They're all the current races, uh, which is, I can tell you a lot of the guys now. I know a lot of their names. That's hilarious. I can't believe, I I embarrassingly told this to Nicole the other day and I, we were having dinner and I I put one on and go, I'm not, it's only five minutes, so don't worry about it. But I go, I'm so embarrassed to show you that I've totally gotten into these. Yeah. And uh, and there was one, and it was a, and it was some of them are really dramatic because like you know how races are, stuff happens. Yeah. So I mean, there are crashes, there are that guy's a dick, there are revenge things, yeah. just like yeah, uh, Cole Trickle when he crashes Russ Wheeler into the wall. Right, um, he's destroyed both my cars. You're fired. He's fired. You're all fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, check it out. Radioactive probably nascar on fox i don't know i'm embarrassed but yet they're really really good they're really really good it's it's high quality for what it is and it won't get me into nascar i don't i can't see myself spending four hours on a sunday you know watching one of these races but it, it they are really entertaining and and that was only half of my confession the other one is also related to nascar but now we're going to get back into forza <laughs> oh, no you know way. all i do like if i ever need to either break what I'm thinking about or like mm-hmm. focus on some, whatever, you know, um, I'll literally just go do some racing on the, on the Xbox for a little bit. Right. And I don't mean like with a, like on, uh, what's the, not Forza, uh, Horizon. I mean like Horizon. go to motorsport, set up a legit race with legit everybody on racing. the highest setting. Yeah. 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 yeah, to, yeah, kind, yeah. to make you really focus on doing shit. Yeah. Um, no fucking around that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I dialed into the, uh, I was like, well, I think they, they've got, I mean, I know I've driven around Daytona on the road course in this. I think you can do an alternate. Oh, they have NASCAR the races on Forza for sure. No, and you went full so NASCAR that, So I, I had a bunch of cars that I've won <laughs> over time or you collected, yeah, you know what I mean? I've never driven. bought a NASCAR. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I had I a whole them, bunch yeah. of them. So sure enough, I did them all up in the Days of Thunder liveries, oh, <laughs> straight up and awesome. down. I've got the, I've got the mellow, mellow yellow. yellow. I got the Superflow car. <laughs> I've got the City Chevrolet car. Um, I think I might have Rowdy Burns Exxon car too, whatever that was. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Anyway, uh, and then I've been going, I've been doing the NASCAR. You can do Homestead, which is an oval, Mm -hmm. and you can do Mm -hmm. Daytona, which is obviously a tri-oval. And Mm -hmm. there's at least one more, oh, Indianapolis. You can do Indy, Mm -hmm. which of course they do sometimes run the NASCARs on, um, which does seem a crying shame, but that track is just so awesome that like, it's fun and anything. Uh, it's really weird. You're just all out, hammered down the whole time. You, you know, just find yeah. a line. It's about keeping the speed up and about yeah, momentum, not moving. baby. It's a totally the opposite of what we typically like and what a canyon drive would be and everything else. Um, but I do find myself going, <laughs> quit going so fast, Jay. You're going to burn up the damn tires. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, loser. man. Such a loser. I'm so embarrassed to tell you that stuff. But it is all 100% honest, and you can check both my YouTube queue and my uh, uh, Xbox play history, and it's totally, totally true. And here's the thing. I'm enjoying the hell out of both of them because what the hell? I'm not going to be life into either one, but like as something different for a a couple weeks or whatever, it totally hit the spot. Totally hit the spot. That's really cool. 
Yeah, well, I went down a, a similar rabbit hole. I don't know if it, I don't know if you call it as embarrassing, but it was definitely something I've revisited since I saw them originally, and a couple of them were surprisingly good. I I went on this Fast and Furious binge, which was kind of cool. I you know what from from the very start I've always said that they got progressively. I mean, this is obvious. They get progressively less about cars and racing. I mean. The cars are still a big deal in the movies, but it's there's no semblance of street racing anymore in those films. It's like a spy movie now, or like some yeah, somewhere crazy, in the middle of the run, know. they became the transporter series. Yeah. yeah, it's something completely different now. Like Team so, Knight Rider like, meets the transporter. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And so, like, um, so I watched the first two again, and and I, I gotta say, I enjoyed them, and and it's. It's so let's do it. The, I, the I, first one obviously is Fast and the Furious. That's the one out here where we meet Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and the and yeah. the families and the and the Toretto's Market, all that stuff, right? Yeah. But the, the Green s- Eclipse and the Supra. Yeah. But doesn't two jump right to to Miami? And is it still Paul Walker and maybe Tyrese? Correct, dude. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So Too Fast, Too Furious, and I actually had friends that worked too on that film. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. yeah, it was Too Fast, Too Furious, and that was in Miami, and um. And I, I posted a thing on my Instagram stories how how well that intro still holds up to this day. Like, I mean, and it's funny because I'm reading through the comments section on on that video that someone had posted. And, and they said the first five minutes of Too Fast, Too Furious is better than every movie that's been released since combined. And it's kind <laughs> of true. It's so true. Like the other ones, they just lost me. Like I just, I don't know. Like it's well, just I may have to weird, go down this like, rabbit hole again. I haven't since they should. switched to Calvin and Hobbes or whatever. I'm not watching those ones, but um, I and I know that wasn't right, but I can't remember what it is right. So, well, whatever. no, Calvin and Hobbes is like a sub story of that franchise. No, but you did it now. wrong too. It's not Calvin and Hobbes. We did it. It's, oh, what is it? I don't know. Oh, no, I, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, you did it, too. <laughs> it's not, it's right, not the tiger and the little kid. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. But, but here's – all right, so wait. So the – and well, let's – can we go through them for anybody else yeah, so that course. we're not skipping around? Yeah, right, so then I'll we've got to Miami. Here. So, and yeah, we got to Miami. And then we go to Tokyo Drift? We go to Tokyo Drift, but that different is guy. out – Different guy. Yeah, Paul Paul did not sign up for this one. I believe Vin Neither Diesel did was Vin in Diesel. this one. No, didn't he make an, a cameo? I think or something. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, but then I. I, think I feel was, like um, we didn't. No, I'm going to say no only because I feel like we didn't see Vin Diesel again until he starred in four, and I feel like that was part of it. Maybe so. Maybe so. I thought he. I made think like that was the Grand National one where they drive it backwards and everything. That was, and I had a chance to buy that car actually, um, and posted a picture of that the other day because I, when I was trying to buy a certain. Herbie, oh, when you could have had the Toretto. I could have the Toretto RX-7. Yeah, if you look in that picture right behind it, the backwards driving Grand National was right there. And I was like, eh, it's cool, but... And I don't know if you'll even be able to see it. It's on my Instagram. Uh, but if you look behind it, you can just make out that little orange and red with the arrow like logo on the trunk lid. Oh, no, I already National. see it because my dad had... I just told you, my dad had one and it was black. And I totally yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. I knew the tail. I used to wash this car. You know what I mean? I literally used to wash oh, yeah, this so car you know the, and like you know the toothbrush details. out the wax from those horrible taillights. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah. the whole car was black and wax is white. It was a nightmare. Yeah, um, yeah. Could have man, had, that's I so fun. So you, you could have had seven. either one of those. Yeah, I could add either one. And um, actually, I had another Herbie that I was looking to sell and buy another one that I was looking at at this museum in Miami, of all places. 
and um and they're like well we'd be willing to trade you you know for something i was like all right i was like what have you got that you trade and they're like we'd really love to have this herbie they're like we've got a couple fast and furious cars and i was like eh, i don't know like they just weren't the big deal back then it just wasn't that you know they hadn't taken off like now so many people have come into money that grew up on those movies so like the collectability has risen of those cars now but um, back then it was like, man, this 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 RX-7 needs a lot of work. I'm not a rotary guy, but I mean, that was the card. You still had like the California license plate on the back of it. Um, the RX-7 did. I mean, it was a cool car, but like some of the interior was taken apart. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, it would have needed a lot of work. And um, but I mean, for anyone I'm else, sure there's the Grand it. National logo and the red yeah, taillight back there, and the little tiny spoiler, little little gurney flap that came on that car, just like NASCAR. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. So Stuff. then it goes to, yeah, so it goes to Tokyo Drift, which is where they lost a lot of people with that series. Um, I, I wasn't really a fan. I, I remember seeing that at the theater in Orlando, and I was like, eh, I mean, it's cool. But um, And then after that, they all just kind of run together for me. I think, I think then it was the next you know, one after I that say, was. Slow, slow down just for a second, though, because Tokyo Drift was one that um, I didn't watch until later because of whatever mm -hmm. reason. And mm -hmm. uh, I think because I was the same as you, kind of like just not into it, but I avoided it. Then when mm -hmm. I did see it, I actually thought it was probably a better movie than the second one for sure. <laughs> and maybe even mm -hmm. the first. I really enjoyed the movie if you just took the if, – if you, if you could erase the fact that you expected to see Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and all the other stuff. Right. I was like – I learned a lot about culture elsewhere, uh, car culture elsewhere from a place that I didn't really – I thought I knew about and I clearly didn't. Right. So I kind right. of enjoyed that, and I guess that's maybe what they were trying to do in Miami. Maybe am I just late to this party? That's what they were always doing, moving it to a different. I think so because I mean, it is uh, things were a little different. Like actually, when I so when Too Fast, Too Furious came out, I I think I was already living in Orlando, and and that first five minutes of that, I mean, some of it is played up, obviously. Like there's not half naked girls walking around, you know, that are just like open to sexual harassment. <laughs> like I mean, there's just random guys grabbing girls' asses in that intro and they're like, oh, that's cool. Like that wouldn't happen. But the overall mood of like how these races kind of happened and like the whole road closed thing, we used to do that. I used to have a 240SX with an mm -hmm. SR swap in it and turbo. I was all into that whole street racing scene for a while. Wow. And we used to, we used to do that. We would, we would actually put road closed signs up on these mm -hmm. abandoned like roads. We would race south of the airport, which wasn't far from where I lived. Were you um, doing strip racing, like a quarter mile yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, like, just straight line stuff. Uh, a lot of times it was more than a quarter mile. Pro I would say closer to probably half mile because I'm mean, oh, wow. we a lot of these cars were turbo cars. So, but like, but they point really to point straight line. Until, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, not the like we're going to spray paint lines on that. Like I, I've never understood that. Have you ever been to a street race where two girls actually spray paint lines on the road? Because I never have. That's, I've never that's, been to a street race in my life. Are you kidding me? Really? I mean, Even? yeah, no, no, no. The, in fact, wow. uh, I'm I'm on the cop side out here where these guys shut down the roads and mall, mm -hmm. the uh, shout out to CHP West Valley. They're shutting this shit down left and right, but um, where they they'll like take over an intersection and you know just donut the fuck out of it and everything. I don't. Oh, well, that's different. That's a that's like a sideshow. That's that's kind of a different. That's more of a. Hooning? Is that's, that hooning? That's a whole different thing. But yeah, yeah, that's just that's just idiotic. I mean, I'm not saying that people wouldn't get hurt street racing, but typically the guys that are there know what they're doing. Like at least when we used to do it. But that stuff, I mean, I've seen videos of those where they'll just take over a parking lot or an intersection. They're like, you got some guy that probably has no business in a fast car, and he's in like a yeah. '95 Ford GT, you know, or a, a Mustang GT convertible, and he's just like swinging. 
like a pendulum and like bowling people over and everyone's like, right. you know, world. I mean, or a hurricane out here or whatever, but yeah. 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 That's crazy stuff. I mean, it's dude, the game has changed so much since I used to play in that sandbox back in the day. But I bet you, you obviously have much more insight than I do. Um, were people really racing for pink slips back then and stuff like they did no, in the I 50s ne- and 60s? No, I never once, no, but there would be serious money thrown down. I mean, I used to see the Supra guys, there was a there was a company called Titan Motorsports in Orlando, and they were like the Supra tuner back in the day. They probably still are. And, um, and so that was a big deal back then. And I never saw anyone like bet their car against another car. I don't think anyone's that confident in their car. These guys have a lot of money in their cars, but I've, I've seen thousands and thousands of dollars thrown down on sure. single races before for right. sure. But the pink slip slip thing, supposedly it well, used to happen back in the fifties, but like, that's what I always heard racing for pinks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then they had that show. Do you remember pinks? They used to film that at Orlando speed world where we would go legit drag race. Oh, no. Um, and yeah. Then, and they, and that was the premise. Pinks. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they, I don't, who knows if after the camera stopped rolling, if they actually had to sign over their titles, but that was the premise of the show, basically. Right. But, yeah. Wow. Because that, you know, but, when um, you said before, like a lot of these guys in the racing, like they actually know what they're doing. In my mind, if the stakes were, they might lose their car, right? They're either winning or losing, walking home losing. Yeah, um, Like, exactly. oh, you would have to be pretty sure of yourself to get in that ring, you know? So I, I know could, it. I, I mean, when see you, this. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do that. I've never had a car that I was that confident that I wouldn't, you know, that something wouldn't happen or the nitrous solenoid wouldn't malfunction or whatever else. I mean, because these races, a lot of these big money races I used to see were really close. I mean, close. Like we're talking yeah. tenth of a second close, you know. Right. Not that we were timing the cars, but you could tell they were, you know, half a car length or something at, after 150 miles an hour. Like crazy. That's close. amazing. But. Yeah, that, that is amazing. In Tampa close. was even worse. Like we'd go over to Tampa and they would shut down. Well, they wouldn't shut it down, but I mean, there would be a bridge basically. Um, like a lot of times it'd be the Clearwater Bridge we'd use too. And and you'd see guys like line up along the sides and then they would just stage cars and then gone. And I mean, these things were, uh, it was ridiculous the speeds these guys were doing. Actually, wow. Hulk Hogan's son, we used to see him, Nick Hogan. He was out there with a Supra a lot. You're kidding. And he ended up. Yeah, no. Well, it was a bad deal. Like when I lived there, I wasn't there for this wreck, but he wrecked and and it put his friend in the hospital. I think his friend oh, still no. to this day is like a vegetable. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not good. So then they after that they really started like you know saying enough is enough, and then they started once they start confiscating cars and crushing them, then it's funny how fast that stuff goes away. Because yeah. We were, yeah, after that, they were like, no, no more. And Florida's notorious for, like, the whole, like, when I was there in the early 2000s, the whole JDM culture thing, like, really took off. And the only reason that thrived in Florida is because what there's is no JDM? laws. I've heard that before. Um, Japanese domestic market. So it's, oh, like, sure. all the guys that would, like, bring the skylines over and the... And the we just used to call it the import market. It's the same thing? Well, it's not because this was like before the 25 year rule stuff, cars were coming over here that should not have been here. So like you'd see Nissan Silvias on the road that should not be here because they were newer than the 25 year rule or like the R34 Skylines, which, you know, the 25 year rule that only fairly recently in the last few years, I think has, has come up for the R34s. This was like in the early 2000s. These things were over here and they shouldn't be. Um, but they call that JDM stuff. At that point, well, I mean, it's more of like a gray basically, market. 
Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. um, Back then, it kind of was like, you know, cars that aren't supposed to be here. Like, the coolest Japanese cars that we never got. Like, that's the cars gotcha, that, gotcha, know, yeah. people really wanted there. But, like, people were shipping these things over in containers as parts, then reassembling them, and then they'd just go to the DMV, pay someone off, and they'd print them out a title in Florida. Yeah, it's a Sentra. That never fly. Nissan Sentra. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all that stuff was going on in Orlando and Tampa and Miami. Wow. And it was a big deal. And it really fueled that culture and that whole street racing scene back then. But yeah, I mean, for a while, like you'd roll up to a car meet and there'd be more right-hand drive cars than left-hand drive cars. It was nuts. So that's yeah, amazing. just a different world. So like going back to watch like the Fast and the Furious movies, it was like, wow, I remember all this. Like this was, you know, this was a big deal back then. And um, it was kind of cool to go down that little trip down memory lane and you know and remember one that's absolutely ridiculous but i found it enjoyable because they were already a cartoon at that point and it's still paul walker and it's Mm -hmm. the one i mean it is so ridiculous where there's they steal the bank vault or whatever and they're dragging it down the street like yeah that was with two cars they filmed that one in puerto rico i think they filmed that one in puerto rico that was probably like six or something yeah yeah i can't believe i just started by saying like i rather enjoyed that one i'm telling you something that's just absolutely so awful but uh that's when they used the new charger i think like that was the big deal that like the new charger was coming out and i think they got the new charger before anyone else had really seen it or whatever like it's funny like if you dude if you really want to go down the fast and furious rabbit hole um craig lieberman who was the car guy he was like the picture car guy picture car guy for the first two films um, he's posted all these behind the scenes, like photos and videos. And he'll like every week he'll do like a different car. He'll do like, oh, cool. you know, Suki's pink S 2000 and like what that was, you know, the, the renderings and what it was supposed to be and what it ended up being and how many were made. Like, it's really cool. Like for a movie car guy, it's like a super deep dive into that world. Um, but now I think Dennis McCarthy is the guy that does all the fast and furious cars. Craig's not in it anymore, but gotcha. Craig had, he did a lot of the first two movies and he's got just really, really cool pictures. Like, you know, he'll tell you that, you know, this Supra and this scene was recycled from the first movie. Cause they hadn't, you know, they had a bunch of these still on the universal lot. So they made this one into the, you know, slapjack Supra or whatever. And this I was do love stuff the like orange that. Supras from, yeah. Oh, I do I love totally tracing lineage and things like that. Cause yes. you know, that's the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he the does puzzle. Yeah. So those are really cool to watch if you ever want to like, if you're ever really bored and want to do that, but what is it? YouTube or Instagram? YouTube. And his name is Craig Lieberman. Um, so I think if you just put in Craig Lieberman, like it'll come up his videos or whatever, but they're really fascinating. And it's just cool to see like how many, how many guys like seek out the whole fast and furious, like screen used cars now. Like, I mean, even like finding those period tuner rims, like the rims that, that Brian's Eclipse has in the first movie, like those are really hard to find now. And I mean, we just saw one on I the side of the road the other day. Did you really? Yeah. On the way to breakfast club, like two weeks, three weeks ago. Like it was done up like the green Eclipse. Oh yeah. No, it was Paul Walker's car from Fast and the Furious pulled over on the side. It had broken down. It was going to be, wow, t- it was going to be flat crazy. bedded. And then in the, in the exact same spot, the following week we saw on a flatbed, driving right next to us in the exact same spot on the highway though on the way to breakfast club uh whatever the old-fashioned uh with the with the the wing mirror on the on the fender the old-fashioned nissan skyline that he drove in one of the movies oh that's cool fair lady i don't remember what they're all called but you remember what i'm talking about it's a huge thing now people see them all it's got the four lights in front the the old one 
They yeah. kind of look like a. It looks like a five ten, but it's something school. else. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, that's like the first skyline. Yeah, but there was one of those that he drove in the thing too, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, the silver that's one. Weird, like a week apart. It's really weird. Yeah, that's some Same weird spot. Paul Walker energy going on there. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. And then I think I told you this, but the place that we uh, restored the Back to the Future time machine was up uh, directly. It's the building right in front of where where Paul died. It wasn't at the same time. We weren't there, but like on I, Hercules I know that fuck the place so well. Yeah. Oh, that's literally crazy. as in like you know where it happened, and then across the street there's a berm and a parking lot and a building. That building. Yeah. The car. That parking lot. That that there. Oh, that's a spot. Yeah, crazy pants. And we just went up there recently and sh- showed it to her. She'd never been there to Nicole. She'd never been there because I think I told you she's got a Paul Walker story. She worked with him, just covered him one time, but worked. Oh, with did him she once? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That was a sad day. I'll never and and I think day. I told you too that she always like she holds on to the handle of yellow car. She like that's Paul Walker. Oh, you hand did tell her. me this story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I still this. don't even know if I know why. <laughs> Maybe <Yeah>. I should. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I'm, hey, I'm, shout out I'd to PW. To yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be cool to get Cody in. I'd love to hear him. Uh, you know what? I okay. So actually, that's really. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think I may owe a big apology to Cody Walker because he, I, I thought it got. It seems like I might have been the one who dropped the ball. So when I reached out to him just the other day, I haven't had a response yet from his last email of like, "Hey, I can't wait to do it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like all the COVID stuff in the middle, and we went dark. So, anyway, I'm hoping that uh, maybe Cody just is taking a minute to get back to it this time, and that we still haven't uh, ruined our chances. Cool. I can't imagine that that would be the case, but I just I wanted him to know that I feel bad, and, and we just yeah. whatever, reached out again. Definitely. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my rabbit hole. Was the whole Fast and Furious thing. So I think that's awesome. I think it's neat yeah, it that cool. we. Th- I think it's funny that we wait to tell each other about it here <laughs> oh with our friend at home for three hours otherwise you know i <laughs> like, gotta save something for the show so like i mean there's so many times that i was watching the the second movie i think and i was like oh i gotta call jay i gotta call jay i was like no no don't do it don't do it save for the show so well you know what's yeah, funny? funny i you know i had homework to watch that uh vw uh uh um which one is the one with Lindsay? oh Lohan? no herbie fully, herbie fully loaded, fully loaded. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you sent me a screen grab with you in it because I was looking forward to finding you. But then you sent me the oh Here's did the I blow it here I am it's the scene oh, and it's the shot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I so I didn't go watch that. Um, but is there any homework for this week? I don't know. Oh. Do I need to listen to NASCAR radios? Because I don't know about all that. What if I just sent you <laughs> like? What if I found no. a good one and sent it to you? <laughs> I'm with Ray on this one, dude. If I sent you a good one, is there a good one? <laughs> I think I think my homework's gonna be. Uh, I love that Ray hangs out to it. watch the show. Look, he killed all his oh, lighting. Yeah. Everything he's awesome, all relaxed. <laughs> it's COVID. What else is he gonna do, man? <laughs> oh, that's so great. That is. I think so everyone's great. homework needs to be fresh brewed and air cooled. That's what everyone's homework needs. Oh, I love that. Make sure you're there with a cup of coffee and listen to Brian Redman because that is my jam, dude. I love all that. Day. I love that, All and day. then maybe if Ray's with us next week, we will check. <laughs> no, that would no actually pressure. be really cool. No yeah, let's do like pressure. A, yeah, let's do a debrief about him. That'd be really cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm down for that. Good. Hey, you're on the wrong side. Hey, get back over there. <laughs> yes, Ray says thumbs up. Ray says yes. It's a go. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be cool. Oh, it's so funny. How, I'll tell do you what, you, how are you communicating with Ray Schaefer right now? 
I'm just watching him on the bottom screen. So you are able to see him still in our, you were able to see I'm the control room? I'm still in his living room, baby. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing to me. How? Yep. I don't know. It's like on the bottom of my TV. So you can see all my, my cameras too? Monitor. Um, well, all I see is me right now. Now I see you. Yes. It's like three, three shots. Man, me, that's so you, funny. And Ray's living room. Yeah. Oh, so you've been looking at the three of us the whole time, even though, so you don't know that, mm -hmm. oh, that's really interesting. That is mm -hmm. so funny. I did not yep. have any idea. Because I'm what I, whatever I see is whatever's going out live to our friend at home. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, I, That's a riot. I have many more views. So here, you've had so. Ray Schaefer sitting there the whole time. <laughs> I have. Yes. This is the coolest thing ever. I, I know, feel like a really kid great. with the biggest train set. It's pretty awesome, dude. It's pretty awesome. Let's see. I don't know if I. I don't think there's any bubble fluid in the bubble thing. Otherwise, I turn that on. I haven't filled that in weeks. <laughs> I'm going to fill that yeah. for next week. Yeah, That's no, great. That's dry. All right. I'll tell you uh, what, have you, um, have you geeked out on uh, the Road Scholars YouTube page lately? Man, he's done some good stuff. Like, I haven't been keeping up with him, but I watched no, the last about thing this. No, the last thing I saw was the release for the Bad Boys uh, 964. Oh, okay, cool. It, yeah, it, they were teasing neat. it. They were like, hey, here's a, a famous, uh, you know, here's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, I saw, like, the detail that they did on that car. I was like, damn, do I need to go back out in the garage and, like, do some more stuff on mine? Like, That's what shit. I was talking about. They, they took, yeah, whatever. It's go like to Road Scholars and check it out. disassembled, yeah. I was like, whoa, dude, like, another level. Like, I thought I was doing good with my ceramic coating, but I need to step up my detail game, I guess. I don't know. But, um, no, there's one that you should watch if you haven't seen it yet that's about a 550 spider that was found in Germany, in Dusseldorf. It, it was at Le Mans like two or three times, like crazy oh. original. I was like, whoa, where did this car come from? Like I hadn't even heard anything about this car. Okay. And then they cool. did this video on it. It's a two-part series. It's unreal. It's I think it's called like Off the Grid 550 or that's what they call it. Or, but if you go on Road Scholars, you'll see it. It's like um I think Chassis 142. It's a 550A. You'll love it. It's unreal. Like the patina on that car is just delicious. It's unreal. So check that out. I did see that. But I didn't, it said, oh, it's where's this been? And I, I did see that. Somebody else posted it. Where's this been? And it is like the old, like the, when you said it was the original chassis, that's what made me think of it. Because I did see that. Like the, like, like oh the Telefunken car, but not the Telefunken car. Yeah. Like how yeah. has that car been hidden all this time and nobody knew about it? Because I, I mean, even, even Cam's like, you know, that chassis number didn't even ring a bell or register to me. Because I mean, there's only so many spiders out there that are original that are still left, you know? And so... Like when you yeah. say chassis number 90, you know exactly which one everyone's talking about. But when he said, you know, he had to Google 142 and he goes the same like race car site that I always go to. It's like sportscars.net or something like that. But it shows like all these archival photos and like it's really cool site. But he was on that site and it was like, holy shit, this car ran at Le Mans like twice. Like, how did we not know about this car still being around? That's wild. Dude, it's legit. That car is amazing. So... What a great yeah, segue. So there we go. Head on over to Road Scholars YouTube now. Check that out. But then also on Saturday, we've got the Fresh Brood and Air Cooled with Brian Redman. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Shout out to Cam Ingram, too, by the way. Love him. Love Cam. Yeah. They do some pretty Don't get to see stuff. him because they're not traveling, you know? Nobody's oh, no. traveling. <laughs> oh, no. It's a bummer. Um, I feel good about this. How about you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. We got to all of our weird little like rabbit holes and got to. I told you my embarrassing stuff. 
NASCAR <laughs> radios. That's awesome. No, dude, you're oh, gonna, man. you're gonna, you're not gonna get into it, but you're gonna go like, oh no, I could see how you would, I could see how you it. would watch a handful of these because you let it go yeah. and you watch twenty races. It's only an hour, and it's not like you're yeah. watching. You know what I mean? It's just kind of happening in the background. Yeah. It's well, what else are we gonna do? I mean, geez, you know. <laughs> Uh, all right. On behalf of myself and Mr. Tori Alonzo for Tuesdays with Tori, <laughs> Mr. Ray Schaefer, thank you to Ray Schaefer, as always, uh, for gracing us as well and uh, for setting up a shot and getting his audio working. That all really worked out well. Um, we love you at home. We're good, right, buddy? We're good, man. All right. Be here I'll talk Tuesday. to you later, and we'll see yeah. you next time. Uh, Thursday. Good, I can't remember. Somebody's here Thursday. All right. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, love everybody. Please love one another. Hang on to uh, each other and please stay safe, safe, healthy, all the stuff. It's uh, fucking crazy out there. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. Later. <laughs>